Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. to another episode of the world's team on Bobby the Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I'm joined as always by Paul Stewart. Hey Paul, how's it going? NFC champs, baby. NFC champs. Who would have thought where the Eagles... NFC East champs. That's what I mean. That's, what, did, what did I say there? Did I say you said any... NFC champs. I thought I said East in there. Oh, never oh, mind. Maybe well... you might have, but all I heard was uh, NFC champs. That's a prediction if you if you think about it. That's true. That's true. But we just we do have to laugh though. From week thirteen, I believe it was the Eagles were ninety three percent favorites to become NFC cha- NFC East champions. Sorry, almost did it again. So you're right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and they had the big massive downfall. So thank you, Eagles. Thank you for giving us our NFC East uh, title. And uh, giving us the home field advantage. So thank you very much. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like, could it have worked out any better? I felt like it was sweet revenge in a way. All the trash talk, all the oh, yeah. all the bickering, all the oh yeah, blah blah blah. That this and that that. Jalen Hurts is better. Blah blah blah, and. And we've been saying it all season long. It's like we're just waiting for the downfall, and it just happened in the most glorious ways ever. Like Arizona beat them, and just then put the nail in the coffin. The Giants beat them as well. So it's, just, it's extra funny because, like, as Jason Kelsey noted, <clears throat> they were trying to win that game. Hmm. So <laughs> yeah. That's a weird one. Anyway, enough about them. We are in the playoffs. Yeah. We are got home field advantage. We are playing against a familiar foe that we've had plenty of playoff um, bad memories from, which is the Green Bay uh, Packers. Yes. Because yeah. as of uh, a couple of days ago, it was the Des Bryant, Des Cottett anniversary nine years ago. And obviously the last time when we played the Packers in the playoffs, it was, I can't remember the tight end's name, but it was literally amazing Crosby scored the field goal and kicked us out in the, in the playoffs and we were playing at home. Um, so not many too good fond memories in recent times with when it comes to the Cowboys and the Packers. So hopefully that might change because let's be honest here, there's no Aaron Rodgers anymore. I mean, not in the playoffs. Ah, <clears throat> uh, true, He's but but, but, but yeah, but no longer with the Packers, and it's a completely yeah. Don't di- have to worry about him on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, 
looking at this team right now for the, the Packers right now, like, I will give the Packers some credit. They, they have some good weapons on them. Um, Jordan Love right now has been a wee bit hot and cold this year, but but recently in the past couple of games, he has really stepped it up because they were not really in contention for the playoffs at one point. I think it was like from week uh week thirteen that the like the idea of them being in in the hunt and stuff like that was a very very slim chance, but they've managed to crawl it back. So fair play to them, but. I just don't think they're the same type of team. Like, obviously, the different coach, obviously, there's no Mike McCarthy no more. There's, um, well, no Mike McCarthy with the Packers. He's with us now. Um, right. But I just think it, it's it's there for the taking. We need to deliver an actual revenge blow to the Green Bay Packers because I'm sick and tired of losing to them when it comes to playoffs. And we need that little bit of sweet revenge to avenge the Des Bryant product catch and obviously the one from a couple of years ago. So um yeah, it's a it's just one of those ones we just need to make sure that if we play on our best day, we will win this game. Um, I will go ahead and say, or I'll plug. Girls talking boys. I had Carmen Vitali, who covers the NFC North, on, and she uh, very closely, obviously, covers the Packers, um, especially Jordan Love. Um, so, if you want to get like a look behind the curtain, definitely check out that episode because she goes in depth um, about his abilities, mm -hmm. um, where his weaknesses lie, and she also gives a big, um, big, big shout out to Dak at the end. So. If you were worried about it being just a Packers fluff piece, it's certainly not. Um, but that being said, um, I think this is probably one of the better matchups we could have gotten going into this. But it's also, if you think about it, like think about last year when mm -hmm. it was Tampa Bay that we were playing and going into that game, it was like, let's get that, like that Tom Brady monkey off the back, like, you know, before he retires, like we want to get that one win in against him. Yep. Check box. Um, Jimmy Johnson in the hall of, or in the ring of honor. Check. check box. Now we need to beat the Packers. Check box. Yep. Then we need to win an NFC championship and beat the 49ers. Check box. These are yep. things that we can do. And like now, especially, you know, like I said, our offering to the football gods was putting Jimmy Johnson in the ring of uh, honor. So uh, and the answer. That doesn't kill all the curses then what will uh only time will tell meg only time will tell like it's i mean it's long it's long overdue to get jimmy johnson into the hall of fame we all know that but it seemed to like it seems the fortunes are now so slowly down to our favor right now like as of right now the cowboys like after looking at that washington game we put put on a really great performance that yeah, he made an interception. It was it was a tipped pass, right? So you, it still counts as an interception, but it wasn't like he was throwing it into double coverage or anything like that. But Dak still had a fantastic game. Four touchdowns, uh, one to Cooks, two to Lamb, um, and I can't remember who the fourth was, but uh, Tolbert, Jalen Tolbert. There we go. And he looked really like, like so much in control in that game. So... And the way how our offensive line really, like, without our main starters, actually, like, I have not as much worries about our offensive line now going into these playoffs now. So, 
Um, yeah, I, I just think as of right now, we do have the better team. We should beat the Green Bay Packers. We should put in a good performance and should move on to the next round, whoever that may be, whether it could be the, the Eagles again, could be the Lions, could be the Lions, um, or, or Bucks or whoever. Or But either way, we are avoiding San Francisco if we do progress. So, At least for a little bit. At least for a little bit. Not till the NFC Championship game. I want to make it there, Paul. I want to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the O-line, um, just because we do have Tyron returning this week. Yep. Um, we do have a little bit of an iffy factor with um, Tyler Smith, um, just with that torn plantar fasciitis, which I learned recently was his heel tendon. Yep. <clears throat> Um, he's obviously, he's been practicing. It's just like a matter of like how well he's able to play with that. But I believe his backup for that will be, will be Bass. Is that right? It it should be uh, TJ Bass. Yeah, it should be. But at the same time, I would not be, um, disappointed if it was, um, oh God, I forgot his name now. It just went out of my head. Uh, the the one that was replaced, uh, Zach Martin at, at the game. Uh, God, my mind just went completely bluff there. I completely forgot his name. This is your, the O-line is your territory. I, do- I, I know, I know. Give me one more moment because it, it's I've just literally had a brain fart. Oh I'm my. just not sure who you're talking about. You'll you know who I'm talking about in a wee second. Um, let, let me see. Da, 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 da. Rock Hoffman, there we go. Yeah. Mr. Hoffman. Yeah, I mean, it. I, f- I feel a little better about those than, like, you know, sticking a Chuma Doga in for Tyron, like, in this in this situation, just yeah. because of how big it is. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind Chuma Adura playing guard, as long as he's not playing right. tackle. As, no, as long as he's not playing right. tackle, I, I have a concern. So, right. but looking into this game, we're playing up against a 3-4 pretty much off a defense from the Packers right now. Um, and it seems to be their biggest Achilles here right now is stopping the run. Like, as of right now, and me and Mike and Lauren were talking on this on the UK Cowboys fans show for the preview for the game. Um, their secondary are absolute ball hawks right now. Uh, they've been, like, they may not have the turnover ratio or interception scores or whatever and that, like, but they shut down teams and when it comes to the passing game and but their biggest problem is the run game so we could expect the offense uh to really like stamp the authority and using tony pollard and rico dowder quite a lot more often compared to like utilizing cd lamb and the wide receivers and tight ends yeah um Carmen did say that she um, was a little more confident in their pass rush, you know, after the last several yeah. games. Um, yeah. that, that's what they rely on. They rely on putting the pressure yeah. on the quarterback if, it is, right. if, it's, if it's a, a pass situation. And that's one thing they do quite well. Like their sack count is actually fairly decent. It's in the top half within the NFL, I believe. Um, but when it comes to stopping a run, completely different story. It's very 
below average from the statistical point of view. And you're seeing seeing teams out there really just like pounding the hammer where it comes to running the ball. So I think it's definitely something to keep an eye out for. Yeah, I mean, it's their defense is just kind of not my biggest concern. I think it's going to be um, if they can get something going with Aaron Jones um, established. Yeah. Yes. And then the fact that they're able to, you know, dump it off to um, their wide receivers. Yeah, Romeo Dobbs, Jalen, uh, Jaden Reed and stuff like that. Yeah, totally agree with you. But um, but I'm, 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 they I'm, I'm, be, they're very concerned about us. I'll tell you that much. Oh, what, what, oh they're going to have to be because uh, we're on a roll right now. We've got one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Dak's playing an MVP season, which um, I, I will dive into that later. Um, yeah. uh, but mention, you mentioned Aaron Jones there. That guy has been a kryptonite for Dallas in recent years. Yeah. Every game we've played the Packers for the, maybe the past three, four years or whatever, and that he's like, he only seems to really properly show up when it's playing against the Cowboys. Like, he'll have some okay games. He'll make it like 100 yards there and there. But when he plays the Cowboys, he just goes absolutely ballistic. Like, I believe, like, last. Last time he was like nearly 200 yards or something like that. And, and but the game before that, he had like three rushing touchdowns or something like that. I don't have the full stats in front of me, but it was ridiculous, essentially. And if that's one guy we need to really stop right now is that guy. But luckily for us, we've got uh, the possibility of Jonathan Hankins might be coming back to play this game. He is, I believe he is questionable. Um... Let me just check. So Jonathan Hankins had full practice on Friday. So he is expected to play on this game. So that is a big bonus. So big Hank. Yeah, big, big Hank. And uh, obviously we're happy where uh, well, I'm very well, me particularly, I'm happy with this late progression of uh, Mazzy Smith filling in for Jonathan Hankins right now, because we have been keeping the, the rushing yards quite down to a bare minimum. In, in recent games, I think uh, the Washington game, we only managed to give them up like seventy yards in total. So that's a that's a good that's a good statistic to have and good confidence boost for Mazzy Smith as well. So then you've also got Osia Degrazua, um, who kind of runs a position more as the free tech defensive tackle. So he's a guy to keep it out for as well because if there's one thing that the Packers all line that they are good. That like they've got Ben uh, Bacchiari in there. Um yeah. like all those type of guys. Yeah. So they've got good offensive linemen, but it's going to be a good battle of the trenches in this game, I believe. I agree with you. Um they do have a solid O line. They do tend to give him the opportunity to make plays. Um but these guys on our defense are so hungry to get back there that I see at least one one or two times they'll make it home back there. Um, just my prediction. Mm-hmm. No, not totally. I totally agree with you. Alrighty. Well, so let's go look at our offense here facing just like, let's get, let's get the vibes who are, or give me the injury report. Who are we missing? Anybody like, and who do we think is going to be um, playing do we think deuce Vaughn's gonna be in are we gonna get weird is it hunter lipke like what what are we thinking 
Okay, right. So we'll start off with the injury report. So as of Saturday, uh, so from Friday's participation, Darren Armstrong had a full practice. Stephen Gilmore was limited because obviously he's just been, he's basically been resting pretty much and just basically right. doing scout work. Not yeah, to add, he'll be ready to go. Yeah, he'll be ready to go. So do not be worried about that, Cowboys fans. Gilmore will be there. Jonathan Hankins, like I just mentioned, had full practice on Friday. He'll be good to go. Malik Hooker had full practice all week. Um, the only questionable on the list is Cooper Rush, who did not practice yesterday. And finally, Tyler Smith was limited on Wednesday and Thursday, but he had full practice on Friday. So we are expected to see Tyler Smith back in action. Um, will he be starting in the lineup? That's the question. But it will be good to know that he is back. So we probably expect to see his foot very tapered up in this game to kind of have him give him that uh, extra support, run about the the ligaments and stuff like that. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, I think all of that is solid. Um, but in terms of the vibe, though, Meg, I'm the vibe. Are yeah, the vibes good? Yeah, in terms of the vibes, Chris, uh, Chris, uh, I do feel like this it could be the game for Rico Dowdo to really set okay. the mark. I, I'm I'm feeling a Rico Dowdo game in this one. Like, I'm all for a Rico game. Let's go. Like, if he, if he gets beyond the line of scrimmage. I think he's just going to start bulldozing people, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Like, where's Tony Pollard? Like, as much as I love Pollard, he has a thousand yards, a, a Russian a running back. Yeah, but he just does not have the physicality in comparison to Vico right now. So, and that's something we do need more is the more physical aspect, especially when you're going up against, uh, like, the Green Bay Packers defense. So, for me, like, I want to see quite a fair bit of Rico Dowdo getting a bit of more distribution of the ball in this game and possibly Hunter Lipke as well, depending on what the situation is, if it's like fucking short or whatever or not, if we're a goal line, get Hunter Lipke in there. Just ram it down the Packers' throats. Just really send a bold statement to their defence. Well, it's kind of what, like what we've been saying this whole year, really, um, with like the, the progression of this like running back core and how they work together. Um, it does really suit Tony Pollard really well when Rico gets to 
punch through and have those big gains because it makes his job a little easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the it's, it's the whole one two punch combination, pretty much. Yeah. It's like you you fire off your your warning shots with Rico Dodo, then you just hit it off with the knockout blow with Tony Pollard. It's kind of what we did with Zeke. Zeke was basically now becoming more the powerhouse, and Tony Pollard had that standout season because def defenders were basically worn out because of the damage that Zeke did by exactly. Like so, yeah. It, it's kind of almost in that same scenario now that what we're doing right now. So, I think. Um, just with this game, like especially how they're running their defense as a three-four, it's going to open up. Especially when it comes to the offensive line, defensive line, especially in the inside. If you're running as a free front, you're basically going to be heads up against the tackles and heads up at the center. That's primarily the normal of the scheme of as a three-four. If you're like a four-three defense, you're going to be like half a shade of a person. If you're defensive ends, you're going to be more lined up just outside of the tackles. Then you've got your free tech, which is would be like so obviously a degrazoa. Then you've got your one tech will target between the guard and the center. So so whereas the the, the different position that it comes to how those players are lined up makes a whole of a difference. So when you're running the three four, you're expecting one of those linebackers to come down and run it down for the blitz. That's what tends to normally happen. So we for, for that like I said, Dak, he needs to be aware who is the guy, who's going to be the linebacker you're coming down and run the blitz. So, uh, obviously, Mike McCarthy and stuff like that, they'll be doing all their homework, watching all the game film. What is the tendencies of what the Packers do? What's their go-to guy when it comes to, uh, for the linebacker, linebacker blitz when it comes to this 3-4 defense? So, it'll be very interesting to see. So, if they can really uh, suss that out, then great. That means we know what side primarily we can really make damage running the ball. Right. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm really just looking forward to seeing this offense shine. I really think that in this, in this scenario, in this spotlight, I think that they're going to do, I think they're going to do so well. And I think this is like just the start of something. I really, I, I really hope but, so. I, I'm praying to the football gods right now. I'm even praying to anything right now. <laughs> Just to get Dallas to the Super Bowl, honestly, it's like we. I mean, Dak is really made for these moments, so it's it's a matter of you know locking in, and really the biggest key to this game, I think, is going to be um, limiting self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, definitely, I totally agree with you. Because you're one. at home, you're in your comfortable spot. You've got the home. You've got the home. You've got the love those yellow flags, don't you? Yeah, all well, of you. Well, well, I don't know how much of those yellow flags are going to be in attendance, but it's going to be conquered in white. So it is. So it's going to be more white than yellow because it is going to be a whiteout game for this one. No, yeah, no, I'm talking about penalty flags. Oh, penalty flags! I do apologize. <laughs> I thought you were talking. Also, about, the yellow, the waving yellow flags thing is the Steelers, so we didn't have to worry about that, anyways. Oh well, either way, it, it, it's. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, the waving yellow flags. Yes, okay, right. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I'm that's... talking about the self-inflicted wounds, the yellow penalty flags that we tend to draw on ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> and the flags that never get called. Let's not forget that. So, I mean, I don't know how many t how many weeks I've always mentioned the referees and I and I'm now getting to the point where I'm sick of sick of mm. talking about the referees because 
they have been abysmal, not just the Cowboys, but just all across the NFL. I mean, you know, that's now been 11 games since Michael Parsons been held. Yes. 11, 11, 11 games. I think it was like something like 430 something plays. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, like, that's absurd. And, uh, and it could not be more obvious, especially in that Detroit game in particular. Like, how was that flag not thrown? Like, is there like all the conspiracy theories are coming out, but it's more the flags that do get called. But in but in fairness, though, the Cowboys have been limited it down quite a lot recently. I think we only as long as they, they trend that way and keep it up, I'm down. Yeah, but... I think that's just like our major key to really pushing this game forward. I think that we have really like, I think we have the offense for it. I think we have the defense for it. Mm-hmm. I just think shooting yourself in the foot is <laughs> avoiding doing that is like going to be a big deal. Yeah, I've brought the, I've got the right analogy for this one. As long sure. as, as long as the batteries are fully powered, we will win this game. Like, yeah, for, like bo- both batteries, both double A batteries, one battery for the offense, one battery for the defense. If they're on full power, we're going to win this game. Well, do you have a cheeky prediction? My cheeky prediction for this game is I'm going to go for an Osa Odigizua sack on Jordan Love. And for the offense, I'm going to go for a Rico Dodo touchdown within the five-yard line. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. I <clears throat> I had a similar thought, but like not quite. I'm thinking Big Hank is back. Big moves. Big Ooh. sack by Big Hank. That's what I was thinking. So we're we're both thinking so, that we're both thinking about the interior of the defensive line are going to cause some impact to this uh, really good uh, Packers offensive line. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I really do think so. And then I was also listening. I was listening to Cowboys Break as I do. I think Brian made a fun call that I just want to throw out there. His little cheeky prediction. He said that he thinks that Dante Fowler is going to have a huge game, and I think that's, that's a, a great show. Uh, yeah, a, I was like, that, that's actually extremely fair, and I'm going to keep my eye on him. Yeah, the, the more I think about it, like, how much are we going to see Micah Parsons playing on the edge, or is he going to be more off, off-ball off linebacker? If it was me, I would put Fowler at the other side of the edge in this game, because, like, we could put Parsons in there, but when you've got Parsons moving about and really making the offensive line second guess where the blitz is coming from, essentially, Parsons is the right man to do that. So that could be a, a strategy to think about as well. It's like, how are we going to utilize Micah Parsons in this game? And Yeah, I just thought that one was going to be that is a fun. That is a great take. Yeah. I really like that. Like, yeah, Fowler, yeah, I'm all for that. Great, great cheeky projection. Yes, Brian didn't even didn't even know he was going to be in this segment, but here he is. Um, perfect. Well, do you have a score prediction? And uh, I don't know if the lines have moved at all. Do you know? I know it was originally over under fifty point five. I'm I'm not entirely too sure. Like 
I, I, we'll just I, pretend like that's what it was just so you like for your thought processes and then yeah, um, I, I know we're still favorites but i don't know if the lines changed up or down yeah, or it was seven and a half, I, I, know. I know the points difference was 7.5 i know that like cowboys yeah. are, i've got a 7.5 <clears throat> points advantage going into this game um but um yeah um in terms of the score prediction i think it's going to be cowboys 33 packers 24 right around where I was thinking I was I was going right on the funny money so I was thinking Cowboys 30 Packers 20 mm. that's almost similar to what the regular season stats I've actually provided as from bloggingtheboys.com we've actually got our points per game average so the Cowboys are 29.9 points per game average with the Packers at 22.5 uh, for rushing yards, it's actually almost identical. It's 112.9 for the Cowboys and 112.1 for the Packers. But the biggest difference is uh, obviously the passing yards difference and the turnover difference. We've got a plus 10 turnover difference. Um, but yeah, um, in terms of our defense, um, rushing yards does a big steep. We're giving up average 112. They're giving up 128. So that's all that to look look and consider as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a doozy. It's it, that's the bright lights will be on this game. Um, you're gonna be staying up late for it. Yeah, well, it's it's not really too late. It will be a nine thirty p.m. kickoff here in the United Kingdom, which will be three thirty back in Texas in Central Time. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's not too bad, so but I'll be I'll be I'll probably be in bed celebrating, drinking more Eagles tears, no doubt. There you go. We have the added benefit of there's a federal holiday on Monday, so everyone can oh, go crazy. Oh, nice! Yeah, if we bring it on to the next round, but if you are going to this game, I implore you, wear white. I don't care if you look cuter in navy, or if your dad gave you this really cool sweater and it's navy and you want to wear it to the game i don't really care you're wearing white you wear white to this game i swear if i see y'all in navy i'm gonna be so mad i want to see meg actually pull up people it's like where's your white jersey where's your white top <laughs> well and it drives me a little bit crazy. like i know it's like a huge ask but like you're a billionaire i'm just like can you put like white t-shirts on the back of people's stuff so we can really make an impact here yeah because you, yeah, you see that quite a lot of times where you have the white white towel uh like the white yeah towels. the towels will be in full force but they always are yeah. so it's kind of like i want to see and every year i know there's going to be a ton of it but i just want to see and I'm, I'm not judging anyone that's outside of the stadium once you get inside take your big coat off because it's going to be freezing cold outside mm -hmm. i want to see white I want to see white because navy and dark green look too close together. I want to show them that we're there for them. They showed up for us all season. Let's show up for them for one game where you're white. Yep, I totally agree with you. And uh, ju I just want to give a wee shout out to uh, Graham Wilson, who's part of the UK Cowboys fans. He is going in attendance with his dad, who is a Packers fan. Would you believe that? So... He's wearing white, right? He better be wearing white. He better be. But he's got his UK Cowboys fans flag. So 
if you if you if that's you white. do yep so that's why so if you do see a uk cowboys fan flag about go up and say hello to him yeah that's awesome um not about his dad but you know <laughs> well, either, either way, one of those two are going to go home on that plane really down. Either way. Hopefully it's his dad. I hope you have a terrible ride home. <laughs> yep. Sorry, Mr. Wilson. Hope it's a giant bummer. Um, Alrighty, guys. I, uh, my big plans for the game is I'm, my friends and I are making all sorts of soups. We're calling it Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is going to be 30 degrees outside, which we're not used to. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. We're, all... we're, we're, we're not ending this show. I need to know all the soups before we end the show. What, what, give me the list. What's available? I know we have a lasagna soup. Lasagna soup? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yes. Um, also, I'm bringing Zippa Toscana. Um, I know we have a white bean chili, um, and then we have. I know we have a uh, a lentil soup. soup as well. Lentil soup. I, hey, if there's a broth in there, it's a soup. Okay, that's that's the that's I, what. I, I, lentil, lentil soup. I agree with that. The chili is a, chili's chili, right? But you put broth in it, so I'm counting it. Okay. If I have to eat it with a spoon. It counts to, on Sunday. Uh, I'm not on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm I'm just questioning my 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 life's priorities right now. Like, well, plus this is a this is like a white bean chicken chili, so it's like not like ground beef and stuff like that. Ah, okay, okay. And it's beans. Some people say that's not chili. I don't agree, but you know, it's all subjective. That's, that's very interesting. I will be taking it photos of the spread. Yes, please, please, please send me photos because you know. And if you I'm, feel I, so inspired, join me and make a bunch of soup on Sunday and call it Super Bowl Sunday. Do you know what I might actually do for this Sunday? I might make the Super Gumbo Bowl. There you go. Yeah, I might make some gumbo for the for the game this weekend. I there like we it. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, do your. Uh, all your superstitious things. We need all of the stuff. Paul, tell the people where they can follow along with you and tweet along. Yes, guys, you can find me at I am peace to on Instagram and X for slash Twitter. I am at Megbury with four R's on everything. Um, be sure to check out bloggingtheboys.com for any new news that there might be going on in Cowboys Nation. It'll be right there on that website. Um, if you are wanting a peek behind the Packers curtain, check out the Girls Talking Boys from yesterday. Also, there is tons of extra content. There's a podcast every single day. So if you just want to listen to all Cowboys all the time, we got you covered. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. Tell Paul that he... Better share his gumbo recipe. Ah, I like that one. Okay. <laughs> it's not going to beat Dave Hellman's. I'll say that. That's that's okay. You wouldn't I'm... expect it. It's like, it's a little Scottish twist on a on a Cajun delight. Oh, yeah. 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 I, man, I don't even know what I'm going to be put in it, to be fair. But I've had me one before with chicken and sausage and some uh, some prawns. And it turned it freaking yeah. And it turned it amazing. So... I might re try and redo that one, but it has to be smoked sausage, though. It has to be smoked sausage. Yeah. 
Well, if you are in DFW, stay warm. Um, and until next week, it's Dallas Forever, Billy, Billy Forever. Never. Let's go. Let's get us dub, boys. Let's go. Let's grate some cheese.